The sign that God reveals to us on this last Sunday of Advent is the most powerful of all of Advent. God's choice of the Messiah was from the house, from the lineage, from the kingdom of David. However, Mary's child belongs to all nations. So we all form part of all the nations. This is through God's love and his invitation to share in the Christ's heritage. Christ came for the sake of all humanity. In our first reading for this Sunday, God gave us the greatest and most definitive sign about the Messiah. A young woman, a maiden, a virgin, is with child and will soon give birth to a son whom she will call Emmanuel, which means God is with us. It is important to note that this sign was given first to an evil king, Ahaz. Oh, he was the king of Israel, but he was a mean man. And then it was given to him only after he humbled himself enough to refuse to put God to a test. Parenthetically, we're now talking about the year 728 B.C. I always, full disclosure, I was not there. But I think if I did the math right, Mario was in junior high. <laughs> Hence, the lessons are fourfold. We must allow God to be God without trying to thwart his work. Second, we must learn to trust in God's judgment and his good will for us. God wants the best for all of us. The very best. Third, we need not run after signs anymore because God has given us the fullness of revelation in Jesus Christ. I had a neighbor once. She was a wonderful, wonderful lady. But she ran from Protestant Bible Church to Protestant Bible Church to Protestant Bible Church. She was always looking for one more sign that, that she had received the Holy Spirit, that she was saved, that this, that, and the other. She couldn't trust in the sign that we have already been given, the fullness of the revelation in Jesus Christ. And finally, fourth, if we humble ourselves, God will reveal to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Jesus Christ. Sometimes I wanted to calm her down just enough to listen that the mystery is God's will. It's according to God's purpose, 
the purpose that he set forth for us in Jesus Christ. She could quit her running from here to here to here, looking for that one more sign in their lives collectively and her side life individually that somehow now she knew she was saved. Both the second reading and the gospel for today tell the story of the birth and life of Jesus Christ. They both remind us that the signs that God gave to us through the prophets, that is, the signs which are the foundation of our hope this season, are not flatus focis. See, I did take Latin. Didn't do all that well in it in high school, but it took four years of it. Flatus focis. Empty words. The promises of the prophets are not empty words. Rather, they are true and they are fulfilled in Christ Jesus. So, in the second reading, St. Paul reminds us of the promises that came through the words of the prophets. Here, he highlighted three very important facts. One, he reminds us of Christ's divine origin and nature. This is the good news about Christ, the Son of God, he writes to the church in Rome. Secondly, he reminds us of Christ's human origin and nature, who according to the human nature he took was a descendant of the line of King David. All these were to assure us that Christ Jesus was really, really the promised Messiah. And third, It is about our relationship to Christ. That is, how we fit into God's plan. His economy of salvation, often called by our Protestant friends, the plan of salvation. We can do that too. You are one nation and by his call belong to Jesus Christ. Through these words, St. Paul reminds us of our own heritage in Christ. And that's what we're going to do in just a couple of minutes. We're going to start these two young people on their journey as inheritors of the kingdom of God. Nothing short, but inheritors of eternity. Seeing the throne of God for all time to come. Then in today's gospel, St. Matthew, in that gospel reading, narrates how Jesus was born. Like St. Paul, St. Matthew is, he tells in his infancy narrative, 
traced Jesus' lineage back to the dynasty of King David. This is also meant to assure us, as St. Paul did, that Jesus is really the promised Messiah all the way back to the prophet Isaiah in the 7th century, Mario knew him, that he is the promised Messiah born of the lineage and the house of David. In this narrative, St. Matthew highlights the very important central role played by Blessed Mary and beloved St. Joseph. The decisions they had to make were very difficult decisions. But they allowed themselves to be God's instruments of fulfilling his mission of salvation for all of us. We couldn't be about what we're doing this morning in celebrating the Holy Eucharist or, or celebrating the baptism of children into the Catholic Christian Church if it had not been that Blessed Mary and Beloved Joseph said yes to being part of fulfilling the mission of salvation for all humanity. This teaches us that God is active in our history and our lives and that he comes to us through human instruments. Unlike Joseph, most of us don't get visited by an angel. Some of you have, but we're not going to show, have a show of hands. But some of you have, I know that. But that's not part of the deal. That's, uh, as they say in Louisiana, lanyap. That's extra. Not given to everybody. But the vast majority of us, we've not been visited by angels. But we have been visited by the human instruments who have brought us to faith, hope, love, and salvation. Finally, see, that's always the word you're waiting for, isn't it? I know, I know. This is a tough crowd over here. I, I have to identify them. Always a tough crowd. And they're always waiting there on the edge of their pew going, God, I hope he says the word finally. Finally, as we expect the coming of the Messiah, each one of us must make himself or herself available as a worthy instrument. Just as you have been touched by faithful people in ages past, now it's your turn to be instruments of salvation for others. We must be ready to cooperate with God as blessed Mary and beloved St. Joseph did in order that the promises of God might be fulfilled through us. We have to allow ourselves to be instruments through which God can continue to save humanity. Jesus did it once and for all on the cross. 
But as each new generation comes along, we've got to tell the story again. We have to be prepared to offer the sacraments again to bring that new generation to salvation. So, in whatever capacity God calls each of us to participate in the economy of salvation, in the plan of salvation, all those fine words, in doing good for our neighbors and loving them. Let us cooperate with God as St. Mary and St. Joseph did that day and in our hearing this morning, this day. Amen.